Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin. Yes, Steve. You got a really cool Bulbasaur hat. Oh, you noticed? I did notice. Are you over there catching them all right now? Gotta catch them all, man. No, for, I was... For the listeners who didn't see the post on Instagram, Dustin the other night went to the store and saw a Bulbasaur hat and immediately texted me to see if I thought it was cool or not. And I texted him back and was like, yes, 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 and yes. So for some context, uh, my wife and I did a day trip to Indianapolis. There's no context needed. You love Pokemon. And before we headed out, we stopped at the Cheesecake Factory to get some cheesecake because uh, I was doing a huge balls-to-the-wall cheat day on my diet. Yeah. Okay, so you can say whatever you want, but just so you know, I'm just going to cut real hard after I say you have a Bulbasaur hat and then put in the Pokemon song, and I'll just be like, gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Oh, come on. And then then we'll cut to the show, just so you know. But you can talk about your cheesecake diet. Cheesecake diet. not a brand new cheesecake <laughs> diet. He's given up all his old eat. diet, and all he eats now is cheesecake all the time. That's it. Just just cr- uh, Philadelphia cream cheese. Um, but yeah, mm, we, Baby, that sounds like a good diet. I want to get down on some of that. Walking through the mall, and I saw this hat from afar, and it was calling to me. And this uh, siren song with the Bulbasaur hat. And I just pulled out my Pokeball from my satchel. Oh, and really? I, yeah, no, you, you had a, a Pokeball? You you're, don't care. You're going to go into this? All right, Ash, t- t- tell me, how, how many how many times you have to throw the Pokeball? What Pokemon did you throw out at the Bulbasaur hat to weaken it to the point where you could catch it in the Pokeball? I, I threw out the uh, Chase Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an almighty uh, pays for everything kind of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's from yeah, the new so, edition. So, so you didn't have to fight the Bulbasaur at all. Um, what, what what kind of uh, Pokemon would you even use to fight a Bulbasaur? It's a grass type. I'll give you a little hint there. So Charizard, gotta catch them all. Oh, gosh. Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, well, I just came from a bridal meeting where I was hammering vodka cranberries. So I am... Dustin, I'm sorry. How did you just come from a bridal meeting where you were hammering vodka cranberries? Uh, We were at a couple's house. We met at their place of residence and they had like one of the most unique homes I've been in. Very modern, but they had like a full on like bar set up going and... I didn't ask for anything to drink. It was just constantly prepared for me. So they just looked at you and they were like, this is a man who would like a vodka cranberry. Well, I told them I was on a diet. And so they, I think it was like a vodka with like cranberry LaCroix. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, And then like Grand Marnier. How do you say that, Steve? You're, you're the alcohol in the, this relationship. I feel like you're trying to say Mariner, but I'm not really certain. I don't know. Some other liquor they added to it. And yeah, now I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah, I know. You went on a crazy tangent about how you tried to catch a Bulbasaur hat with a Chase Sapphire Pokeball. But I have it. <laughs> I have said hat 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I If I were you, I would probably use a master ball that's a one ball, one catch sort of thing. But I mean, if you want to make up some weird chase sapphire thing, you know, you go for it, buddy. Dustin, tonight I am back, back oh. on that beer again. Oh. Yeah. Steve, you let the listeners down. They were expecting sweet, sweet boxed wine from you tonight. Let You let them down. Uh, wait, wait. Just sec. Just sec. There it is. And this is uh, for the listeners. I hope they can hear this. Hmm. Boda box. Oh, I'm gonna spill this all over myself, aren't I? I'm just waiting to see this gush all over you. If you're listening, this is for you. Hmm. That's the sound of Italy right there. Hmm. Sprung a leak. As one does. So as you may have been able to tell by what you just heard, I peed into a glass and now I'm drinking it. Because <laughs> that's probably what it sounded like. But yeah, no, I ran to the other room. I grabbed, grabbed back my butter box with the uh, Red Volution and uh, poured a little out. Mm. Lo- oh, give us a little fragrance of that. What? It, give a little, little stir. Here, I'll just hold the wine glass up to the microphone so everybody can get a quick smell of the fragrance, Dustin. What a great idea. Uh, for those out there that don't know, we also offer this in a 4D version, uh, where you can smell the podcast. Smell-o-vision. <laughs> That's right. We've been working on smell-o-vision with Willy Wonka himself, and uh, we're going to bring it straight to you, straight to your house. Uh, so for only $3,000 a week, you can uh, donate to that version of the episode, and uh, we'll be coming out here real soon. Uh, moving on, moving up, moving out. Mm, no, 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 Dustin. I am drinking for realsies, though. A flat 12. Pogues Run Porter. I'm back on that beer again. Even though I ran away to get the wine box just just, just for you. Just just for the goof. I did it for the vine. Did it for the vine? Yeah. I had to balance the wine box on my shoulder so I could hold the glass with one hand and pour with the other hand. It was very awkward. Dustin got to watch it all. Pokemon. Go, go, go. Pokemon. Dustin, let's let's move on to the first topic in in oh, our what? show notes. Dustin, oh holy shit, Dustin, there's like three topics you added here. I know you might as well just say I produced this episode. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Big Burrito Creative. When your burritos need to get creative, um, you need to work yeah. on that. No, no, no. Give me like five more takes of that. When your burritos need to. Get creative. No, 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 no. I need a new catch line. Come on. Big Burrito when Creative, you're... when you're... No, no, no. It goes like this. When you're sick of those puny tacos, Big Burrito Creative. Okay, that was good. That was good. Uh, let's ramp it up a little bit. All the ingredients, all in one place. Big Burrito Creative. Okay, now we got two. Now we got two. Now we're rolling now. Come on. Now we're rolling. Big Burrito Creative. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. You took what I said and you rolled it into the next one. That's three. Just two more. Come on, buddy. Oh, I would, Steve. I would, but I have to save some for later. How about this one? Um, Tiny tacos. What you need is a big, thick, juicy <laughs> burrito. Big Burrito Creative can supply what you need. 
How's that? Was that a good I, one? I would love to see you talk to your wife with that tonality. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Um, are you feeling the hunger? I bet you are. <laughs> How about you bite into a sloppy, thick burrito and just let the juices squirt out all over you? Oh, big burrito creative. It gets you messy. Mm -hmm. It gets you sloppy. There we go. There we go. How's that? How's that? How's that? Can we use that one? No, I'm going to vote that those were all pretty terrible. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know, Big Burrito Creative is um, sort of our secondary video brand um, just because we wanted to keep it separate from our photo brand. And uh, Steve still thinks it's funny. He still thinks it's a funny one. You specifically chose the name of the company because you thought it was funny and you thought it would get people to talk about your company because it was so funny. So don't don't put this on me like I'm a bad person for thinking that your company's name is funny and making fun of it. Oh, I don't think you're a bad person, Steve. You just are a bad person. There's, mm -hmm. there's not me bringing it up. You've heard of rolled tacos. They're called taquitos. But have you ever wanted a rolled beto? <laughs> That'd be a big burrito. Big burrito <laughs> creative. The biggest beto's around. <laughs> the biggest be Oh, speaking of big burrito creative. Wait, wait, uh, I got one, one last one. Big burrito creative. We have huge dongs. Is that good? That's the winner right there. Yeah. Yes, I knew it. I knew I'd get it, finally. Uh, so speaking of our video company, we did a wedding uh, this past week where we always try to do something a little out of the box, a little creative, um, especially in terms of like trying to capture something really fun with slow motion. And this week we did some smoke bombs. I bought some smoke bombs. Um, I wait, never. I'm sorry. Uh, you always try to do something a little out of the box, a little creative, especially with slow motion. You realize slow motion is like the most overused technique in video production, especially in weddings right now. Correct. That's why we try to do something a little bit different, a little bit, you know, more than just your typical, mm -hmm. hey, here's a bride and groom mm -hmm. kissing. Yeah. No, and no, then no. here's me no, shooting yeah, them no, no, in no, slow-mo. No. I get that. I get that. I get that. But um, now you realize smoke bombs have been around for a really long time and people have been using them a lot and people have been uh, doing like slow motion stuff with smoke bombs for a really long time too, right? Mm-hmm. So there's what you might call mainstream yeah. mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm, Steve, mm -hmm. and then there's what you might call Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, so in Fort Wayne, Indiana, <laughs> you can do things that they do in the mainstream and it still looks creative there. Is that, well, is that what you're saying? Not necessarily it looks creative. It's new. No one has done anything with smoke bombs in wedding videos in or around this area. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, so you've never seen like a, a video maybe that somebody who does a podcast with you posted that he maybe just even shot with like an iPhone that's like a bride and a groom kissing in a smoky room because because he put off a smoke bomb in that room like you've never seen nope. anything like that nope okay okay nope. okay 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 I'm breaking over here I'm broken okay okay <laughs> so anyways uh yeah, this was our first time shooting with uh, said smoke grenades, smoke bombs, whatever you want to call them. No, let's stick with one word, smoke bombs. Well, the brand is called Smoke Grenade. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I forgot we were doing a branded segment here. 
Uh, well, we are we are sponsored this week by. When you're reaching for a smoke bomb, you want to reach for the best. Grab that big smoke grenade and just set it off. This voice you take with all of our promo material is uh, very disturbing. It's, it's really what's going to get our... us paid, Dustin. I hope not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so we did a sweet shot. I'll post it up on the Super Secret Facebook page and uh, maybe the Instagram uh, when I get to it here this week. But yeah, I was pretty pleased. I I had never shot with them before. I kind of wish I had, I had bought more than two. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk to the expert. This is me, Dustin, novice. Talking, talking to himself to in the mirror. T- the expert. Talking to Steve. Dustin, the expert. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to step aside for this one. I just want to hear you talk to yourself for a little bit. Come on. It sounds like the name of my YouTube channel. The novice me talking to the expert me in a mirror with caviar. Um, uh, anyways, what? When you, you guys, uh, you shot with smoke bombs before, right? You guys have done everything? Uh, I mean, not necessarily a smoke bomb, but like a can of atmosphere. A can of atmosphere. Yeah. And smoke. What the hell like is a not. can of atmosphere? Oh, it's like the instant Sounds atmosphere. Sounds like, whoa. Yeah. That guy just broke open a can of atmosphere on yeah. you. Yep, 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 yep. It's like the instant atmosphere stuff. You just spray in a room and then it just makes it look smoky. Oh, yeah. like the old the old video mm-hmm. hairspray technique. Yeah. And then also like the uh, the smoke machines. Like we've used smoke machines before. Like not ours, but like DJs use them for our shoots and stuff. So this great Stephen mm-hmm. Van Elk has yeah. never used a smoke grenade. Not a smoke grenade. I've used a smoke bomb, though. We ha- we have smoke bombs, too. We don't use them very often. It creates a lot of this stuff called smoke. And um, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> smoke kind of like gets into cameras and it can ruin them. So, so we, don't, we don't typically use it that often. Also, kind of cliche. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. You just brought this whole thing up. Like, oh, when you're so creative, just like me, you use smoke bombs, and I just have to crap all over everything you're saying now. Um, so, what do you want to talk about? What, what, what's what's this thing with smoke bombs? Now that you've gotten done whacking it in front of everybody for a little bit, talking about how great mm, you are, mm, mm. Uh. it was only satisfying for you, not for me or the listeners. Um, what do you, what do you want to talk about with smoke bombs? What happened? Yeah, so we set it up. Uh, I thought through it. Uh, in retrospect, I wish I had bought in some extras, especially to like try one, so I could have known like the height and duration of said smoke bomb. And mm-hmm. um, instead, I was completely one hundred percent winging it. Uh, did you uh, know that smoke rises, so the height would constantly be changing? That, I mean, that's just physics, but. Yeah, but I didn't know at what point does the volume of the smoke start to dissipate. So what's cool about a smoke bomb for were those you inside of you guys, or outside? We were outside. I'm uh, not a complete okay. idiot. Was it windy? Uh, no, not a single strand of wind. Were you in like an alley or just like out in a field? Alley. Mm. I, I mean, I planned the location to be did, the most did conducive. The, did the smoke fill the alley? Yes. Did you get a little sunshine coming through like the back of the alley, backlighting all that smoke and, and your bride and mm. your groom? No. I thought you no. planned the location to be the most conducive well, to the smoke. Well, I couldn't pick where we were in the middle of the country. I couldn't pick the one alley I could find. No, to you're in the middle of the d- country? Yes. How's there an alley in the middle of the country? This is uh, a city wedding. This no, is this is a city country, folk. country wedding. 
out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Uh, so and across, there's no alley then. Yes, there is an alley. There's a ditch. Across, You're across, in a ditch. Across from the wedding barn venue, there is an abandoned uh, wedding, uh, not wedding, um, monkery. What do you call those? Covenants? Like where like nuns uh, or I think monks. the word you're looking for is coven. Coven. Yeah. An abandoned like, coven. Yeah, that's where, it's why like you guys a, were all wearing like a, crosses and there's lots of garlic all around, right? It's like um like a retreat center for like monks or something. Mm-hmm. How many but, vampires did you kill? It seriously has like uh there's been like horror movies filmed at this mm-hmm. place apparently. Can, can we get to the point of this whole thing? Because I'm getting so bored with it if you can't tell. Can you just tell me tell me what it is with the smoke bombs? You you oh, wish just, you wish you'd use one before so you knew how they worked. Okay. I just thought it was really cool and I was curious if you'd ever shot with one, but apparently it's uh it's two nineties for Stephen Van Elk. Uh I don't think it's two nineties. I just n- never had a good reason to use one. If I'm using something like that, it's because I want to tell some sort of story or set some sort of mood. And with like my videos I typically don't have like a need for something very smoky and atmospheric. So that's why the only thing I have is like when Jen was using it for a photo where she wanted something smoky and atmospheric and I just saw, shot like a real quick video on my phone of what was going on. See, but this, these are colored smoke bombs. So yeah. Yeah. We've used purple. colored smoke bombs before too. I just asked if you'd ever use colored smoke bombs. Yeah, and but like, I don't no. want to talk about the topic. So I keep talking about <laughs> vampires and Pokemon and big burrito creative. Wow. Well, if listeners out there have shot with smoke bombs and have something cool, I'd love it if you guys could share that with us via Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'd love to see what you guys oh are doing. Oh my gosh, was that this this whole topic? This whole f***ing topic was just so you could end it all by saying, uh, I'd love to see it if people could... Uh, po-. This is a f***ing podcast. Come on, you got to have something better than that. Nope, that's no. all I... Oh my I, gosh, I'm so upset right now. Why did you use a smoke bomb? Because I thought it would be cool. That's pretty much it. What End did of, the purple mean to them? What did it mean to you? It was their wedding colors. So there, we got at least one thing out of you. Jeez. Jeez. I can't believe I'm doing this with you right now. Gosh. Can we move on to something uh, that's not going to make me so f***ing angry? Because I'm so f***ing angry. Hey, uh, well, hey, Dustin. Well, have Wine you ever... turns you into no, a very no, no, no. angry D- person. Doesn't. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever heard of a sparkler before? No. What's well, a I was doing this thing that was like super f***ing creative the other day and like playing around with like a sparkler and I was doing like a long exposure and like I just felt like maybe I should have like pretended and played around with a sparkler before I did the shot so I could see what it would have looked like, but I didn't. So, hey, does anybody in our f***ing group want to share a f***ing photo they've done with a f***ing sparkler before? That's not a topic, Dustin. I'd love to see your sparkler photos. Thank you. (laughs) Friend of the show, Michaela, um, one of our good, good friends, had a dilemma this week. She was doing some research on her own business and realized um, she was. Hey, Justin, I got a question real quick before we start this topic. Is this topic going anywhere or is it going to end with you just asking people if they want to share photos with you? So good friend of the show. No, um, Dustin, I want to hear the answer because I need to know what we're getting the listeners into. I need to know how much of this show I'm going to have to just f-ing throw out the door and cut because you just went in without a plan and decided to end it with a 
can pull pull your parachute as you jump out of the plane and just be like, I had nothing planned. And then you just like Geronimo off into the distance while Steve's stuck in the plane without a parachute trying to land it and thing. Steve's always stuck in the plane without a parachute. That's just where Steve is. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a very stressful life that I live. Oh, gosh. So does this one have a plan? Do we do we have an end to this topic? There, there's always an end to every topic, oh, yeah, Steve. Yeah, the end is how you, me cussing how... at you incessantly for like five minutes because I'm so angry. You should talk to someone about all this anger. I, know. I, I see your face right now. You're enjoying the hell out of this, you bastard. <laughs> It's a little enjoyable to see you so uncomfortable. <laughs> maybe it's the mix of the wine and the beer. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I thought when you added things to the show notes, you had a f***ing plan. No, just trying. Oh, gosh. I'm so angry. <laughs> Can we just continue on with the show? Just come on. Come on. What, what What's happening with the, with the knot? Can we share the person's name? Can we share the yeah. person's name? Okay. Friend of the show, Michaela, um, doing some checking on her brand and her business and found that she had a profile on the knot.com and found that she had a negative review uh, from a, like a year and a half ago and come to find out she cannot respond to negative reviews on the knot.com unless you have a membership. And she's exchanging emails with the knot.com in order to try and get her profile taken off and they won't take it off. And I thought this was kind of an interesting topic because uh, how, I mean, how would you respond to this? You say you have, you know, with social media and the way things are going, the knot's argument to her was that they are a social media platform and, and so essentially anything is public. But yet she can't respond to it unless she's paying to be on the platform. Because it's not a social media platform. Yeah, it's like a contradiction to itself. And so they... Uh, I just want to come in on that, though, and say you can have paid for social media platforms. Uh, App.net was one. What's that new one? Microblog. That's a new one that you have to either pay for or like program your own website to do it. Um, Mastodon, that's another one you have to pay for. Uh, so there are working pay for social media things. What you can't do is say, oh yeah, these people can say whatever the hell they want. And if you want to get rid of it or respond to it or whatever, then you have to pay. I mean, obviously you can do that because the knot's doing it. It's just a really shitty thing to do. It's kind of like holding vendors hostage. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's insanity. And so I'm I want to do a follow up with her. She just found this out this week, but next episode I want to see where she is with this. But uh I thought that this is crazy. We don't have any super terrible reviews on our not page, but it really makes me concerned cuz someone can anyone it doesn't even have to be a real client. It could be like a vendor that hates you. It could be like Steve right now on my not.com listing just thrashing me. Oh yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let me just stop typing. And this uh, asshole a... keeps starting topics without <laughs> having a fucking end to the fucking topic. That's how I type, just like that. I wasn't hitting all of my fingers on the keyboard at the same time to make that noise. That's that's just how fast I type. I'm so good. And there's nothing you can do about it. Gosh, I just destroyed our show notes. <laughs> that was a mistake. That goof was a mistake. I'm sorry. So no, I yeah, want to say I was, I'm sorry, Dustin. I D 
did something bad just now in destroying our show notes for a goof. And I'm very sorry. I did something to harm the show and you. I take full responsibility for my mistake, Dustin. I'm sorry. It's okay, Steve. We forgive you collectively. That's what you do when you screw up. You make an apology. Still waiting. So, Steve, did you ever have any thoughts or insight on this topic? Uh, <laughs> see, that's difficult because Jen talked to Michaela about this a few days ago and oh. told Michaela to contact the not-indie representative and that they would take care of it. And I don't know if Michaela's contacted her yet or not or if she's heard back from her yet or not. But it sounds like everything you just told me is what uh, Michaela told my wife. So my wife already kind of nailed it, I feel like. And I feel like if I say anything else, like my wife, who will be listening to this episode, will probably not be the happiest with me. Oh, okay. Sounds good. She just doesn't want me to like screw it up and like give bad advice on the airwaves. But um, every single area, like bigger area, like Indianapolis, stuff like that, they have representatives at the knot, like people who take care of that area or like regional people. They're the people who usually try to like sell you the sales stuff and everything like that and try to get you to sign up with them to be a vendor or whatever. Um, those people are actually typically decent human beings who are actually trying to help vendors. Um, whether or not the knot is actually helpful, I mean, that's, I mean, it's just a job for them and they, they're not making judgments about that, but, and they're trying to help people out. So if something bad happens to your business, such as what happened to Michaela, um, you should be able to contact them and they should be able to help you out with it. Regardless of what, whoever the hell else at the knot said to her, that is my yeah. understanding of how it works, but. Yeah, because the not like corporate is a soulless entity that doesn't care about you. Not like Dustin and me here. We, we've got a lot of soul and we care so much about she, you guys. She told me the last correspondence uh, she had with them was that they said all they need from her in order to remove her listing was proof of disillusion of her business from an attorney or government agency. What the f? <laughs> So she was I'm sorry, like, well, is the knot like you opt into the knot. You should be able to opt out whenever you want. This is complete and absolute bullshit. They're not I think mm. if there's anyone out there listening that is a knot representative, we would love to have you on the episode. Uh you and know you know how far that knot representative's gonna make it? Right up to your smoke bomb story, and then they're gonna check the f out. <laughs> I was just giving you a topic, Steve, that you could edit during. Dustin, um, let's talk tech talk. Oh, what? Yeah, baby. What? Oh, because I'm so sick of these other topics. We can't do anything to help, Michaela. I'm sorry, Michaela. You're lost. You're lost in a sea of knots. Yeah. Old Michaela there, she rode out into the ocean and the waves started crashing and she was rowing and rowing and rowing and she realized she didn't think she could ever make it back to shore. <laughs> Uh, sorry, but do you know I'm what just, might help? Just ripping you, off a of Goodwill Hunting. I'm sorry. Do you know what might help find Michaela? Oh, you have a sponsor? Is this sponsor? No, 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 no. That was a great segue. Are you building into DJI a sponsor? DJI mm. Mavic 2. So, without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone.
What an amazing piece of technology DJI announced today. It utterly makes Steven's drone that he's flown once obsolete. Yeah, they, they put out a new drone. Um, how does it make the old drone obsolete? Does, does the new drone make it so that the old drone just breaks in midair and falls apart? Uh, if they're anything like Apple, yeah, eventually... <laughs> You'll upgrade that oh, firmware gosh. on your that drone, is, Steven. It'll just crash. That is my favorite goof from the show 30 Rock. Uh, Alex Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's character is talking to Tina Fey's character. And he just says, well, we'll see how long this call takes or some something like that. The new Apple phones came out today, so these won't last much. And then the phone literally just like falls apart in his hand before he finishes <laughs> the sentence. <laughs> oh... Typical, typical of Baldwin. But yeah, so the new drone comes with a Hasselblad camera and a one-inch CMOS sensor. And I'm not going to lie, Steve, I pre-ordered that son of a bitch. Way to go, Dustin. I'm proud of you. Are you going to sell your old drone? Uh, I'm probably going to sell my backup drone. Do you have something else you wanted to say after backup (laughs) drone? Because it felt like you were about to say something and... I clammed up to give you all the space in the world to say whatever you needed to say, and you just looked awkwardly at the camera. No, that was about it. All I had. Your backup drone. Where yeah. was this backup drone the last time your drone broke? Uh, that was the my backup <laughs> drone, and then I got that one fixed, and while that one was getting fixed, I bought a new one. And now the new one is my main drone. So I have the Phantom 4 Pro, and I have the Phantom 4. Gosh, everybody who's listening to this right now just has to f***ing hate you. Why? I have my day drone and my night drone. (laughs) This drone only flies in the daytime. This drone only flies at night. The exact same drone. Don't worry. Uh, I'm just so rich. All I be doing is droning. All right, so you have two drones. Most people I know only have one drone. I get the idea of having two drones. Uh, most people I know have two camera bodies when they shoot a wedding. So do you actually bring both drones with you when you go out to shoot? Because I've never seen two drones in your vehicle when I've been shooting with you. Uh, uh, it's kind of like uh, an airplane. One is always underneath my driver's seat. You pull up the cushion and there's a, you know, like a drone insert under my seat. Steve awkwardly blinks into camera. Morse code for the soul inside of him trying to say, let me out, let me out. Now you killed the soul inside me, Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So you Uh, leave your second drone at home. So it's not much of a backup at that point in time. Correct. No, we had some issues with it. Uh, The remote control was not charging. And so I sent it in. It took like two and a half, three months to get a new remote back from DJI. And in that time, I could not wait. So I bought a new one. And that was back in, I want to say, the springtime. And been loving the Phantom 4 Pro. And when I saw the announcement today for the Mavic 2, I've been really wanting a Mavic or something smaller for when we travel. And so I'm before I go and sell both of my drones, I really want to see how this one performs in all these different circumstances I find myself in when I am flying, such as high winds, um, you know, more turbulent conditions. and But I'm really excited about the low light performance this one is supposed to have. You do a lot of flying at night. 
night flying? I do. I had a bride ask me this last weekend if I was planning on bringing my drone to do some photos at her wedding, and I said, no. <laughs> we were super tight on time, as was, and this was uh, before, you know, before the wedding started and before a million things went wrong, like what happens at every single wedding. No, nothing goes wrong at my wedding. Yeah, I've shot weddings with you before, so you can't say that and expect me to believe you or expect me to let the listeners believe that. Um, and so I, I just told her no, because there wouldn't be enough time. A, B, I don't like doing drone photos, as we've discussed before. But guess what I did at their wedding, Dustin, just just for you? Stood up on a chair. Oh. And took a photo of them laying on the floor. I have to see proof of this. I need physical proof or digital. Digital mm -hmm. would suffice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did it because, um, you know, they wanted it done. And uh, my first and foremost thing is to serve the client, not to, you know, serve myself. So I'm just picturing this moment where you're up on this chair. Your client is laying on the ground. You're... You got the little tilt screen. Oh, wait, Canon doesn't have that. I'm sorry. You're, you're kind of just trying to guesstimate, you know, the shot down onto them. And out like your ear or your nose is just a part of your soul. It is just like falling from oh, your body. That. You killed my soul already. It has nowhere to go. <laughs> a lifeless soul cannot float away. You're just a shell of a man at this point, Steve. Yes, I am. A grumpy ass shell of a man. <laughs> Uh, moving on, more tech. No, new no, no. Nike. So you you bought this new Mavic. How long is it yeah. going to take to get to you? Uh, according to someone else I talked to today that also ordered it, um, they should have them in our hands no later than August 29th. <gasps> Dustin. So like next week. Dustin, did so. you secretly order this for me as a birthday present? Because August 29th is my birthday. I don't know if you know. you knew that. Dustin. I did know that. So, Dustin, uh, I think more importantly then, you're looking to sell your old Phantom. Yeah, Phantom 4, brand new remote control, never even been uh, used. and uh, The remote control's never been used. The Phantom was correct. used in Sierra Leone. Correct. And many other places, I assume. Uh, many, many, many other places. But yeah, so I'll be putting that up on the chopping block here probably next month. What what are you going to sell it for? I don't know. I have no idea what a gently overly used Phantom 4. Gently overly used? Okay. <laughs> a used Phantom 4. Let me just Google that real quick. Should I do the goof again with the keyboard? No. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, I know plenty of... six ninety nine. If it's refurbed, if it's just used, people are selling them for around 410 Yeah, I figured between four and 500 maybe somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Being that the the remote is literally brand new. I just took the wrapper literally off it yesterday. Brand new. Yeah. I was gonna actually sell it to my friend. Literally. And he went out and bought a different drone. <laughs> he instead went out and bought a Mavic because B and H put the first generation Mavic on I like thought that crazy, was a paperweight. On crazy sale. I thought that was just a paperweight, Dustin. Yesterday. And Dustin. then they announced the new one today. So now he's kicking himself a little bit. But I thought it was just a paperweight, Dustin. Nobody would ever want a Mavic. I know. Especially you. Oh, what was I thinking? I don't know. Buying a drone that works and does everything I need it to do. Oh. 
Let's talk about these new Nikon Z6 and Z7s that were. Yeah, did you pre uh, pre order yours yet? Why would I buy a Nikon anything? It's a dead brand. It's a dead brand. <laughs> just because it's like your soul. I thought you could relate to it. Yeah, you killed Nikon's soul just right after mine. Uh, I know a lot of people are really excited about these. Uh, I've been getting a lot of people asking me today if I'm going to be pre ordering one. And the answer is no, I will not be. Even though if I hadn't already gone Team Sony, it would have been an interesting uh, transition for me. Uh, there's a couple of things about the new lineup that kind of got me a little excited, not a lot excited. They're not doing anything that I felt was crazy out of the box. I thought not including a 4K 60 frames per second option was sort of a silly one. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that would have given them a lot more credibility in the video realm. But the new lens lineup with the ability to change the uh, functionality of what the ring around the lens does, I thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, making that more of a digital feature than a, you know, analog feature. Why do you think that's cool? I don't know. I just could see myself being that I never really do manual focus when I'm doing photography. Uh, being able to change my aperture or my shutter speed or my ISO or whatever by turning my lens ring while I'm shooting. Okay, so I got something for you here. Um, what happens when something breaks and you no longer can control anything with the ring? Because, and there's no manual anything anymore because they switched to digital. Conundrum. I don't know. Sort of like, how will we remember anything if the internet crashes? Because Jen and I have a Canon 50mm f1.2 and an 85mm f1.2, and those have a focus ring. But if something breaks and like you lose the connection with the camera or whatever, you can no longer focus. You can't like just twist it and focus. Um, the, um, unless it's connected to the power source of the camera, like you can't change focus at all. So you can't do like any free lensing with those lenses or anything. Are you going somewhere with this? No, Steve? I'm just saying like that to me is a huge step back. That's not a step forward, even though you were trying to throw it out there. Like it was a huge step forward. Why, why don't you just buy a lens that has an aperture ring on it? Like your Sony stuff. Aren't you switching to all Sony next year anyway? I am. That's the plan if I'm not completely broke from my new house. So, Dustin, I, would you say you're overwhelmed, underwhelmed, whelmed? How do you feel about these Nikons? Uh, I mean, you and I talked a little bit about the rumors uh, a few episodes ago. I mean, it, it landed right in sort of that sweet spot. The price point is right there at Sony's. You know, they've got a middle and a high uh, megapixel, and they're the same price. You, we all already knew you weren't going to be able to use the existing Nikon lens lineup. So that I think alone is going to be a huge blow to anyone who was thinking about switching. They have really no reason not to switch because they're going to have to get new lenses anyways, or buy an overpriced adapter. That's mm -hmm. pretty much the cost of a lens. So I don't know. I know diehard Nikon shooters will get this. I'm sure it will be good. I'm not, I have no doubt that it will be good. I hate those stupid XQD memory cards. Yes. They're, they're silly expensive. I thought that was a really terrible choice on Nikon's part yep. uh, to get away from the widely accepted uh, SD cards. 
Well, doesn't the D750 use XQD? Or is it no, the D850 it, that does? One of their the, current cameras uses XQD cards already. The, I believe the D... I don't think the D850 does, but their Pro line, okay. starting with the D4, which is what I have, mm-hmm. um, that has both a CF card and an XQD slot. And then the D5... So this is why you only shoot on one card, because Nikon has all this crazy stuff. Like, oh, you can't use an SD card. You have to use a CF card, which is already more expensive. And then on top of that, XQD card if you want to dual shoot. And those are even more expensive. Okay. Yeah. No, I had an XQD card, and I used to dual shoot uh, on that camera. And then the XQD card readers just became really difficult to find. And those are all in to the point where it became only Sony would sell them. And when they became the only ones that were selling the readers, they got real expensive. They got super expensive and they go bad really fast. Oh, sounds kind of crappy. So Dustin, I think, I think I know how to fix this. I think I know how to make the Nikon Z7 something you'd want to buy. You ready for this? Go. First off, what we're going to do, we got to get rid of this whole single card slot thing, and we got to get rid of the XQD thing. So we're going to swap out that XQD slot for two SD card slots. Are you with me, Dustin? I'm listening. uh, They say for physics reasons, they can't build the camera to be able to accept the lenses that you already have for all your Nikon stuff. So you have to purchase Mm -hmm. an adapter. And I say... What if they just built the adapter out of the front so you could just use all those lenses? So, camera's going to be a little bit thicker. But I think you're down for that, right? Am I right, Dustin? I like a good girth. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> next up, Dustin, uh, the battery life is not great. Oh, it's not? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So, what if it came with a built-in battery grip? We're not going to sell this camera with only one battery slot. It's a pro camera. And it comes with two battery slots. Done, right? Next up, and I think this is where it starts to get really interesting. Um, this camera has built-in Wi-Fi, and I think we all know that Wi-Fi is not really like a, a commonly used standard anymore. So what I would push for with the camera is actually um, Bluetooth. And now that we got that Bluetooth into the it camera... Has, it has um, Bluetooth yeah. and Wi-Fi. Oh, cool. Yeah. That makes it even better because I didn't read the specs, but this plays into what I'm going for. Um, now you got that Bluetooth in the camera already, and you're shooting, you're having a good time, but you know what? Nobody else is having as good of a time as you. So what do you need? Little speaker, just a little speaker. So then you can play your jams out over it. So now you got your camera with a speaker, you're playing your jams, but you know what could really make this a good time? Mm, do tell. If you had some drinks. If you had some drinks, there's a built-in knife and a corkscrew. Also comes with a magnetic bottle opener. Now, now we're talking, Dustin. I think you can kind of get in on this. But you know what? With all this stuff, you kind of need a place to store all the drinks. So we're going to add to the camera 60-quart <laughs> capacity. Now, once we got that 60-quart capacity, you know, it kind of becomes hard to bring around with you everywhere. So we're going to throw on some oversized r- rubberized wheels. We're going to put on a telescoping handle. And this handle is going to be great because the camera will actually be on top of the handle. So it kind of doubles as a tripod whenever you're going anywhere. Now, uh, when you're partying, you're having some drinks, you're probably going to want something to eat. So we're going to throw in a cutting board and a cutting board divider. Um, but you know what? This really isn't just selling it for me. So uh, you know what, you know what we're going to do next? I think, I think we all know what we're going to do next. Um, what this camera really needs to really get it to sell, it needs an optional blender upgrade. <laughs> 
Dustin, does this sound like something you would buy? Every- <laughs> oh, uh- <laughs> oh, Steven, 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 Steven. Uh, your no, birthday's no, no. coming up. There is a I way know. we could bring the price of this camera down a little bit. And that is uh, a lot of people who would buy this wouldn't even want the camera. We could just remove the camera, leave okay. the rest of the stuff. It'd be perfectly functional that way. Well, what should we call it? <clears throat> I don't know, Dustin. I think maybe like the <laughs> the coldest colder. <laughs> the coldest colder. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Maybe like the essential. Catchy. The original coldest colder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we should try putting asking Nikon to put this on Kickstarter. Oh yeah, I think I think it'd do really well there. I think a lot of people would get behind a product like this. Yeah, maybe they will someday get that product. Dustin, there was more camera news today. It was like a big day full of big, big camera gear news. Uh, hmm. They announced in a teaser, Carl Zeiss is going to be putting out a fixed lens camera. Stop. And it's rumored that this fixed lens camera will be made by Sony. Now, we don't have any more details about it yet. Like, as far as will it work with, like, Sony lenses? Will it work with, uh, is it basically just a Sony camera with the Zeiss branding on it? Or is it actually, like, a Zeiss camera all on its own? But... What a great day to put it out there. On the day when Nikon's failed so royally by not putting out the coldest colder like I thought they should, um, and instead putting out these cameras with only one card slot. And I think I think they put this little teaser announcement out today because they really didn't want anybody to see it. That's like a, a very typical thing that people do. Um, if there's like an Apple event going on, like new iPhones are launching, and you have like a really crappy product that you don't really want in the news because you don't want a million stories written about how bad your product is, then you release the uh, announcement about that product on the day that the iPhone is announced because nobody cares. The entire news will just be full of all this stuff about uh, the iPhone talk. So my my theory is Zeiss put this uh, teaser announcement out today because they're like, eh, nobody will care anyway. Everybody's going to be talking about these Nikon cameras. In the Except for Steve. Except for Steve. That's right. But the uh, rumored Zeiss camera is going to be $3,000. Which makes it sound what? like it would be an A7R three competitor. Being made by Zeiss and Sony together? Yeah, but who wants a camera with only one lens option? I'm too indecisive, Steve. I couldn't do it. You're too indecisive? Oh, I think that could be their marketing tagline. You should just go into taglines, Steve. Mm Mm-hmm. Jingles and taglines by SteveVanElk.com. If you're feeling too indecisive, maybe you should get that Zeiss camera made by Sony. So don't go buy a Sony when you can get a camera made by a Sony that's not a Sony. Zeiss it. Dustin, do you want to read this thing from Reddit or do you want me to? Oh, I think the listeners would much prefer the sweet and sultry tones of Dustin McKibben. Totally agreed. Steve Van Elk. Great Indiana man. This is about wedding tax and it comes from you laughing fuzz one one three eight in the r slash wedding photography subreddit totally not a wedding in in quotations totally not a wedding clients so this person says so i just had a lead on an event 
gig that was marked as not a wedding. Apparently, they thought it was simple since they don't have bridesmaids and only a couple dozen guests. So they don't really think of it as wedding photography. It's seven and a half hours from ceremony start to planned exit time with about a half dozen locations. Chapel, trolley across town to the restaurant, portraits right smack at midday, boat tour of the city, dancing at a rooftop club, and ending the night at a bar. So, several different types of bad indoor light, bad outdoor light, multiple venues open to the public during shooting, logistics out the wazoo, all equipment has to live on my back all day. I'll need at least some basic waterproofing, but it's simple because there are no bridesmaids. I told them that they definitely weren't getting the price generated for a three-hour single-location general event for an all-day multiple-location wedding, but I still offered them a small discount since it's a Wednesday in October and parts of it sound like fun and potentially useful for the portfolio. So I know everybody in the wedding industry gets people trying to dodge the perceived wedding tax. Dustin, do you have any stories about this? I don't, but I thought you probably would. Because you're high volume. High volume. Mm -mm. Uh, Yeah, I've had people call me in the past that try to sort of play the, oh, we're only, we're only need, we only need you for the ceremony. It's you know, only going to be our closest family and friends followed by a small intimate dinner. Uh, and if you could get some pictures in between, uh, that'd be great. Um, and then maybe just stick around a little bit for the, we'll feed you, we'll feed you dinner, you know, stick around for the dinner. Well, you know, if you get some photos of that, that'd be great too. Um, uh, I guess maybe if you can too, we're going to do some hair and makeup stuff like getting ready, uh, beforehand, but we we don't want like a full wedding package. We just want like I don't know. T- is ten hours unreasonable? I don't know. Are they serving you prime rib? I hate prime rib. Yeah, because it's well, always the worst. It's always like super cold and like gross and like rubber. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why people think like, oh, we got to get the prime rib on our wedding day. That's what people want at a wedding. It's always the worst at every wedding I've ever been at. Yeah. That's as soon as I see prime rib at a wedding, I immediately go back to the cheese and cracker table that I hope hasn't been torn down yet, and I just mow that cheese and crackers. Nom 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 nom. And then Dustin spends the next several days constipated from all the cheese. I'm from Indiana, Steve. I'm practically made of cheese. Cheesy, huh? Huh? So Jenna, I actually had a contact similar to that a few weeks ago. Uh, somebody who just wanted, you know, it's just, it's not their first wedding. They're just going to have a really simple ceremony. And then could you also do this and this? And it ended up being like, oh, we actually want six hours of coverage. And we quoted them a price. It was, it was way out of their price range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had someone just the other day call us and ask about doing um, like just a ceremony and a few family photos after. And when I told them our hourly price, they're like, no, 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 this isn't like a normal wedding. Like we just want, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know your wedding wasn't a normal wedding. Are you having pinatas? What are you doing? That's so out of the ordinary. 
Is there laser tag happening during your wedding? Is there going to be a giant pinata that's walked down the middle of the thing and the groom has to hit it with a bat and when it breaks, the bride pops out and if if he doesn't break it, they don't get married? Because, you know what, maybe, maybe then I would do it for less money. Yeah, only if I can hit the pinata. But, yeah, needless to say, uh, every time I quote our hourly price for these special weddings that are supposed to be simpler and uh, lower budget, they always, like, get offended or upset at me as if I'm trying to cheat them. And I say, well, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, when you go to Taco Bell and you order, you know, something that's not a part of the value meal and then get mad when it's more expensive than if you had gotten it in a value meal... I can't I can't control Taco Bell's pricing algorithms, damn it. But you can control your wedding pricing algorithms, damn it. Sorry. Just a little upset this diet has me food rage. Food raging. You know, Dustin, I went to Taco Bell today. Oh, stop it, Steven. Got that crunch wrap supreme, little fire sauce on top, Mountain Dew kickstart with it. Oh gosh. Mm. Thought I saw a little nacho cheese on your nose. Oh, yeah, there's some cheese in that. Mm, I, get, I had it for lunch, and then I went and shot an engagement since then, and I've just left the cheese on as a reminder, because I was like, when I get to this, do this podcast with Dustin and we see the video feed, I want him to know where I've been. <laughs> I want him to recognize. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Do you feel like us as wedding photographers simply charge more for weddings because it's on a Saturday or do you give a discount when it's a weekday wedding? I assume, I assume you do. The wedding tax is a myth. There is no wedding tax. That's what I think. I mean, I, I can tell you the advice that I gave this girl cause I, I joined Reddit just so I can respond to stuff like this. Do you want to know what I said, Dustin? Oh, please, Steven, please. I said, but have you considered booking the event? But then Stealing the marriage license. Stick with me here. This way, <laughs> it wouldn't be a wedding event. Also, then you could ransom the marriage license to them for whatever the difference would be between your cost for a non-wedding event and what you'd charge for a wedding event. Now, you've got an idea, but you're gonna need a plan. So talk to the officiant ahead of time to see what his plans are for the marriage license signing and what sort of envelope he'll put in it after it's signed. You'll need to recreate the marriage license, but fill in the names like Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse where the bride and groom should sign. Then you have to get the same envelope the officiant uses. Now you've done your prep work, now comes a swap. You'll need to create a diversion, and since you're a photographer, you already have the tools you need. Throw a flash on your camera, and right at the end of the signing the marriage license, after it's been slid into the envelope, you put that flash on multi and turn it up to like one over four. You can try one over one, but the recycle time is too long and you're gonna need a few moments of confusion, not just one second. So pop your camera down and point it directly in the eyes of the officiant and the bride and groom and flash like crazy. You'll want a second flash set up facing any guests watching on a light stand so you can burn their eyeballs too. So shit, you're gonna need uh, OCF, transceivers, receivers, triggers, whatever you call them. Now pop that flash like crazy and temporarily blind everyone. Then grab that envelope in the confusion and swap it out with your envelope. The swap was a success, of course, because you followed what I told you to say, and also because you're a success. Now just hang on to it for the rest of the day. Once home, you're going to need a few magazines that you can cut letters out of, because if you're going to do it, then you're gonna do it right. 
Cut out the letters you need to let them know you're holding their marital bliss hostage. And now, here, here's the tricky part for this to really work. You're probably going to need to steal their driver's licenses, their passports, and their birth certificates too, so they can't easily just grab a new marriage license. So you're probably going to want to break in to their house before they get back after the wedding. Um, also, you should probably invest in a bandit hat because bandit hats are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did they reply back to this? Uh, no, but Eric Tron did, and he said, can confirm, works like a charm. <laughs> I did not get a lot of upvotes for that one, Dustin. No, no, I did not. That's just the way Reddit works. I wouldn't know. Dustin, do you want to do some Q&A? Q&A me, Steven. Let's do some Q&A. Let's do it. First question we gotta do. It's from Phantom producer Louis Novak. Uh, Louis Novak. Does anyone use third-party batteries for their DSLRs? If so, what does everyone recommend? Are there any risks for this if the amperage is the same as the manufacturer's battery? Uh, yes. I have a few off-brand batteries. <gasps> Dustin, I do declare. How could you I... ever? That's actually pretty good, Steve. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, uh, a spirit took over my body. I wasn't in control of what I just said or did. You never are. You never are. Are all my clothes still on? I'm nope. temporarily blinded after I do this, too. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we use uh, some off-brand batteries for our Sonys. They're like our worst-case scenario, need extra batteries, because Sony batteries are nuts expensive they're i think 69 dollars or something like that a battery um and so we get some off-brand ones just to have a few extras laying around in the camera bag but we try to stick to name brand um the only key difference i have noticed uh for us especially at least on the sony ones is just how long they hold their charge as far as in between use um, typically a Sony battery will stay somewhere be between the 75 to 85% charged uh, in between shoots without being used, whereas the off-brand typically will deplete uh, almost to like 10-15% um, between shoots. So they definitely don't hold a charge like the name brand from what I've been seeing. So it doesn't... Um... I don't know if you know this, but back before I sold my video production company several years ago, I used all Sony gear. Really? Did you know that? And we had a lot of Sony batteries and we bought a lot of off-brand batteries to use with our Sony cameras. We found that the off-brand batteries that worked with the Sony stuff, they would all run out. Like they, they, the batteries would go physically bad, like to the point where like you couldn't recharge them and stuff. Um, very fast. Whereas like the Sony stuff we had for, you know, some, some of it was bought by like the guy who owned the company before us. And it was, you know, like a eight year old battery that was still working. Whereas like the off brand stuff would sometimes not even last six months. So you could save a lot of money by buying off brand, but you ended up spending more money in the long run because you had to buy new batteries so much more frequently then. But I mean, that, that was using like bigger 
bigger Sony video cameras, not like the little tiny DSLRs and stuff like that. So it might be different now. I just know back then it was like the best brand we found. Their battery would last maybe like six months or something like that. So we just eventually converted to all Sony batteries and only Sony batteries. Yeah, I definitely try and stick to all name brand stuff for, I would say, 75%. I think a 75-25 ratio is pretty good, knowing that, like Steve said, the off-brand might not last you very long. But if it's a situation where, like, we bought a ton of off-brand Nikon batteries when Steven and I went to Africa because I knew opportunities to charge batteries might be limited mm-hmm. and i wanted to have a ton of pre-charged batteries before we left plus we needed something to throw at the hyenas if they came after us mm-hmm. or something to feed to the small children and tell them it was chocolate oh that was terrible dustin See, my joke was <laughs> there aren't even hyenas in sierra leone but there are oh, yeah? children in sierra leone i can't believe you would feed them batteries it's okay. The only thing I've ever had stolen from us while we were in Sierra Leone was my 14 to 24 millimeter lens hood. I had my uh, my case for my Ray-Bans. My Ray-Bans were not stolen, but my case was stolen. Yeah. I don't know why. It was very odd. I didn't know this. This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah. Just disappeared one night. Thanks for the case, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, moving on. Dustin, do you want to pick another question? We've got way too many to do tonight, but mm. if you see I'll, one that sticks I'll out let you to you. Choose. I'll let you choose, bud. I already had so many topics that were of so much importance to you. I figured at least I can do is let you pick some questions. Dustin. Steven. Cassie Mae Munier. Munier. I feel really bad mm. about that one. Cassie, please write in and let me know how terrible I just massacred your last name. Cassie May in our Facebook group wrote in and asked, how many people offer set discounts and if so, to whom? She actually ran a poll and it was specifically asking like if people offer discounts to active military, um, veterans, police officers, EMTs, firefighters, stuff like that. Yeah, and? So I'm wondering, Dustin... Do you? And Cassie asks, any thoughts, good, bad experiences with offering them or not? I typically don't offer any discounts for specific people. I will offer a slight discount if they pay in full in cash. Uh, But even that is like it has to be a wedding I really want. And they have to be really looking for a discount for me to offer that. And it's like such a minimal, like I'll give them like But doesn't the hungrier off. they are for a discount, the hungrier they are for you. Mm-hmm. So at that point in time, why'd you even give them a discount? They hungry for you. Yeah. But no, I don't typically give anything unless it's a, pi- a pinata bride on a weekday. <laughs> that's, that's about the only time. How about you, Steve? Jen and I do not, like as a blanket statement, offer discounts. We have offered some discounts in the past to people who were veterans or active military. We have also offered some discounts to family and friends. I can't speak for Jen, but I know when, from my point of view, when we offer discounts to like family and friends, it's something we typically regret. 
Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that statement. Uh, I would also say from my experience running a video production company, it is, in my experience, always the most difficult clients who are the ones who make requests for discounts. Gosh, it's just always the, the, those, the clients who ask for discounts are typically the clients who end up expecting a lot more than what they paid you for as well. So they already wanted a discount and then they're like, well, why can't you stay for another half hour? And it's like, because you didn't pay me to stay and I already gave you a discount for the time you have. I'm not going to stay for another half hour unless you pay me more. Like stuff like that. That is my very limited experience so you're, with that. So you're saying that when you give a discount, you like to hold that discount over their heads. Like I already gave you a discount. What more do you want from me? What the hell else do you expect from me? I gave you a discount. I I showed up. I never said I was bringing a camera, but I gave you a discount. And then I did the old discount double check, which you must not have double checked to make sure that the contract said I would bring a camera. Exactly. That's exactly what I do. Part of the discount yeah. was you provide your own camera. And then I actually have a deal with that quarterback, and um, he actually comes to all of those weddings with me and just says, What's his name? Discount What's his name, check. Steve? What's his name? Aaron Rodgers. Okay, just checking, making sure you know. Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, got it. Got it in one. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Fantasy football is fast approaching. Yeah. Was it Aaron Rodgers? Oh, man. Yes. Yes, it was. Nailed it. Nailed. I knew it. Knew it the whole time. I was actually just testing you, Dustin. Wanted to see if you knew. Uh, Speaking of famous football quarterbacks, uh, I was in a bridal consult recently uh, for a wedding video. This is going to be another one of those things where you just brag. No, no, no. You just brag to everybody. Hey, hey, guys, did you know how creative Dustin is? He uses smoke bombs sometimes. I don't know if anybody knows this about Dustin, but (laughs) this one time he used a smoke bomb. It was purple. (laughs) It matched their wedding colors. He just thought it would look cool. It didn't have anything to do with the story. <laughs> okay. I'm late to the game on smoke bombs. <laughs> uh, but I was in a bridal consult with a bride and groom, and uh, they were trying to get me to give them a discount on their wedding video. And they were showing me a wedding video at their venue or a venue they were considering. And in this wedding venue... Did the wedding venue allow smoke bombs? Inside in this wedding video uh, that I'm watching, I see Tom Brady as one of like the guests at the wedding, and I'm like, "Holy shit, is that Tom Brady?" Neither the bride nor the groom are into football or know anything about football, and so they're like, "Oh, who's Tom Brady?" And I'm like, "Well, when the videographer made a conscious decision to show a random shot of guests that didn't match the video at all." It was clearly because he just wanted to show off the fact that, oh, Tom Brady was at this wedding. And I was like, so you want a video like this shot by someone who clearly probably charged, you know, $20,000 to shoot this video. And you want a discount. I just, I was. If he charged $20,000, he would not have specifically shown Tom Brady for no reason. Let's be honest. I mean, it wasn't the only person he specifically showed. Who else did he show? that That was the only person i recognized what were the names in this what, what were the names and the, the people in this video you got tom brady was giselle in there 
was Jaisel Bonchin. Was she there? It was probably because of her that he was there because the bride, I looked her up when I got home. She was a famous Los Angeles plastic surgeon. <laughs> so you just assume that Jaisel Bunchen has had plastic surgery. Is that is that it? You're like, or, t- or Tom she, has. She married Tom Brady, <laughs> so apparently she's had plastic surgery. If anybody or had Tom. plastic surgery, is Tom Brady. That's why the balls felt good to him because he has no feeling left in those hands. They're plastic hands. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's but, hands, he was so good at throwing footballs um, that they actually had to cut his hands off and build him plastic hands. And now his hands live inside of a vacuum container um, so that they can extract all the football magic and juice out and put him into the plastic hands so that he can throw footballs longer. Um, and if at any point in time, this Tom going? Brady gets too old to throw footballs anymore, then they start to use the, the magic hands on other um, quarterbacks. Um, notably, Eli Manning tried to do this and his football magic ran out real fast. And that's why he's not very good anymore. Um, so he thought maybe send, after Peyton, you better send him his, back to Hogwarts. He thought maybe after Peyton retired, he could get some of Peyton's magic from his football hands. Um, but Peyton used up all of his magic when uh, his spinal cord broke, and he had to get it refixed. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was a lot of magic, and most of the magic was just getting hired to be a quarterback at a new football team after the Colts swapped him out for Andrew Luck. So. But he got another he got another um, touchdown bowl with that. So yeah, I think yeah. I think he 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 made a good use of his football magic hands. You back? Did you come back, Steve? I'm I'm explaining how football works to you, Dustin. How do you not know this? Uh, is this because you don't play fantasy football? No time for that. Mm-hmm. You have way more time than I have, Steve. And good night. Yeah. Odell Beckham also has uh, plastic hands because that's how he's able to make all those good, good catches. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover <laughs> Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Hangover. Dustin's on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Oh, you know what? what I gotta write something into this. Got gotta write something into the closer. Um if you wanna support Dustin and Steve continuing to make this good good podcast that you listen to jump on to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover and you can support us for nine as little as 99 cents a month and all of this money will go towards fixing dustin's stories (laughs) hiring dustin a professional story writer Mm -hmm. yeah yep so you you listen to this podcast and you want dustin to have better stories that's where the money goes i can support that uh, so I shot a house today mm-hmm. and uh, had a very uncomfortable experience where I showed up to photograph this house and the uh, homeowner Spit on you. What was completely intoxicated, like so far gone. It definitely felt like one of those situations where I didn't want to be in the same room with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had just gone through a divorce 
and oh, that's, that's why he was selling his house. Oh, that's rough. Uh, and he was in not a great place, and uh, it was kind of like a scare. Like he was in a, that sort of the angry stage of divorce. I imagine if I was to get divorced, that's where I would imagine he was in that stage, and it was really kind of uncomfortable. You heartless bastard. I can't believe you're not showing this man any pity. Oh, I mean, judging by him, I'm sure he uh, he was probably the one that brought it on. Ouch. Judgy, judgy. But yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, it, was, uh, it was awkward because I was not used to this particular realtor having clients of this caliber. Normally, I shoot really high-end homes for him. And this was in a high-end neighborhood. Uh, that- Sounds like you're making... Really judgy comments now. I am. Why are you being so judgy? This person's going through a divorce. Regardless of whose fault it is, they're hurting. Why can't you just be kind? I don't know. Did this person start a story and then not figure out how to end it and then just say, I'd love to see some pictures? (laughs) You're really upset about that. Yeah, I am. Very, very upset. You're going to bring something into my house. It needs to be something good. Everything I bring into your house is good, Steve. I try to give these clients only the best. Damn it. I try to give these listeners only the best. <laughs> so now their listeners are your clients, Steve. I'm scrolling, so scrolling tra- up and highlighting everything we talked about tonight to clear it out of our show notes. And I was looking at the thing that says totally not a wedding clients. So transactional. <sighs> Sometimes it's just about giving. Giving, Steve. Dustin, I had a crazy wedding this last weekend. Yeah. Why is that not in our topics? Um, because we had a million other things in the topics. Well, I want to hear about your crazy weddings for a change. Normally, it's my crazy weddings. And then you're like, oh, that's not very crazy. Everyone puts a smoke bomb up their butt. One of the grandparents of the uh, of the groom, I think. One of, the, one of the groom's grandparents fainted during the reception. They had to put everything on pause for like 40 minutes until EMTs could come and take him out. They think he was just dehydrated. He's okay now. But, man, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was one of those real hard moments. You know, you, you hear other wedding photographers talk about when they have a moment like that, and they're like, and I have to, be, to make the decision. Am I there to capture the day, or am I there to capture the for them a perfect wedding? And I decided to capture the day. I'm a documentarian. And I'm like... I'm a documentarian. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you know what? This is probably the most embarrassing thing that this man has ever experienced. Okay, maybe not the most embarrassing thing, but it is an embarrassing thing that he's experiencing in his life. And I'm sure he does not want a single photo commemorating this. So I put my camera down and I just walked off to the side and hid until it was over. And hid until it was over. I, I say hid. I wasn't hiding, but, you know, that's how it felt. It was like... I don't know. Like, can you imagine lifting your camera to take a photo of that? Like, I I feel like guests would punch me straight in the face. Like, this is not a photographable moment. Yeah, we had a bridesmaid pass out a few weeks back at a ceremony. And I had that same sort of, do I capture this? Or do I kind of pretend it's business as usual? And so here's my thing with that. Like, if you capture it as it's happening, like... It's during the ceremony and a groomsman or a bridesmaid faints, like that's fair game because you were just shooting. You didn't, you couldn't predict that. But if like you're taking photos of them on the stretcher with the EMT, like, nah, dude, nah. No, she, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I, I saw what I saw before she fell was the mom running towards her mm-hmm. from the pew and 
then I was like, oh, now that they're all over there tending to her, do I capture that? And I chose not to. I think that's the right call. Because there was already so much attention being taken from the bride and groom and directed to that, that I was like, if I start dedicating my attention to it, it's only going to further the problem. And then you walked right up on stage, stood right over the fainted person, and just did some top-down shots, Dustin and Grin style. Everybody want them top-down shots. Dustin, it is very late, and we've been recording a long time, so I'm going to bid you adieu. Thank you for recording with me tonight. Dave, I always want to record with you. I'll have some more sweet, sweet topics for you next week on another installment of It's Dustin Time. Bye. Bulbasaur. Out. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.